A From Dublin to Cleveland production. Hello and welcome to From Dublin to Cleveland. I am Logan Howard, joined as always by Brendan Thomas Merritt. Hi, Brendan. How are you doing today? Life's great. Absolutely great. Can't believe we're 50 episodes in. (laughs) Everything's with you. I am doing well. As Brendan said, we are. this is episode number 50, the big L, as some people will say, uh, you know, Roman, uh, Roman numerology. Um, <laughs> but we are episode 50 um, to celebrate our year, our first year and episode 50 as well, um, and 750 uh, downloads uh, to this podcast. Um, we, of course, have released T-shirts, and I am wearing one of them, uh, the blue one. Um, if you're watching on um, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see the shirt. I will do a quick spin. Hopefully, you can see it. We There we go. All right. And then if you are not watching on, uh, on there, it is a teal shirt. It has a, our logo, of course, that most of you have seen. Um, if you're listening to this podcast anywhere, you'll see this logo. Um, and this is the Americana one with blue and red trim, uh, lettering, and then a white cross in the middle. Um, and I also have the other shirt, which is a yellow shirt. This is the back of it. It is of course, uh, our logo again, green and orange are the colors and lettering and cross. And you can see it on the front of the lapel. Um, so yeah, beautiful shirts. They're very soft, very comfortable. Um, buy them. You can buy them in the link in the description. Um, they support us. Uh, you support us by getting them um, and help us get better computers, better microphones, better things to make this podcast even more enjoyable for you, the listener. So we appreciate it. Um, helps us get our name out, helps us get people to know what From Dublin to Cleveland is. And of course, most importantly, it helps share the gospel because that's what we try to do at every single episode is um, God's word being taught and teached and hopefully disciple you as well as your friends that listen. Um, so do that, sh- buy, a, buy a shirt and share this podcast with your friends. Um, and also send us messages at from Dublin to Cleveland gmail.com tell us how much you like the shirts tell us how much you uh how much you love us and you know if you have any hate mail you can send us there too we are always up for more hate mail um with that being said let's turn it over to brendan brendan has uh an irish story for us it's one of our uh go-tos it's one of our favorite things here on the podcast is brendan giving us irish history because we americans know nothing about the irish so brendan please take it away educate us in all the ways that you know how Awesome, awesome. So guys, since today is the day of, you know, celebrating our 50th episode and looking back on the past year, uh, I decided that we would today look at something from almost a millennium ago in Ireland. Um, If any of you have ever been to Ireland or looked at photographs, you'll notice we've got a lot of castles. We Irish love our castles. I've got 3,000 of them, actually. Um, You can hardly turn your neck without seeing one. Even at the weekend, I was in one town and saw six (laughs) 
So Ireland used to have a capital called Meath. Now Meath is still there as a county, it's north of Dublin, but south of where I live, County Loud. Dublin was not always the capital, contrary to what Dubliners might try to lead you to believe. Um, and in Meath, there lived the High King of Ireland. High meant something different in the past than it means today. <laughs> he had nothing to do with drugs. Uh, he was just over all the other kings, or kinglets, minor kings. So the minor kings were all chiefs um, over towns, villages, um, provinces, and, and, and the likes. But the high king was over the entire country. In the early 1100s, the High King was called Diarmid, and his daughter was named Aoife. The kinglets weren't too keen on Diarmid, didn't like him very much, so they decided to rise up against him. On the 1st of May, 1169, Diarmid contacted Strongbow, that was his nickname, he was very good with an actual long bow. His real name is Richard St. Clair. He lived in Normandy in France, and his army were called the Normans. Diarmid said, Strongbow, I need you to send your French army to Ireland. I need you to help me put down the resistance, the other Irish chieftains and kinglets. Strongbow, on the 1st of May, sent his Norman army from Normandy to Ireland, and together with King Diarmid, they put down their rebel Irish resistance. Diarmid then married his daughter Aoife to Strongbow, and upon Diarmid's death, Strongbow became the first High King of Ireland of French origin. We have a very classic painting in our National Art Gallery in Dublin called The Wedding of Strongbow and Aoife. And that painting shows a strong, stoic Strongbow getting married to a timid, perhaps doubting Aoife. You've got certain members of the aristocracy who are just dolled to the nines for the occasion, happy to be in the limelight. And in the forefront of the painting, <laughs> you just get all these Irish corpses. Because you're looking at a wedding ceremony that's only come about <laughs> because a lot of Irish blood had been shed. So the painting's quite dubious. Is it actually celebrating this wedding? Or is there a sense of foreboding about it? As things would turn out, the Normans quickly climatized to Ireland. It's often said that the Normans became more Irish than the Irish themselves. Yes, they introduced their own farming methods. Yes, they began building stone castles, many of which are still littered all around the country today. And still going to them, they're still standing strong. My town actually has the oldest one in the entire island. Um, and the British Isles, actually. And they, being the, the Normans, 
the Normans began marrying the local women and giving on to them their surname. So some of you may have been watching last 49 episodes thinking, Brandon Thomas Marish, what a curious surname. That doesn't sound very Irish. <laughs> it isn't. It's French. So even my surname comes from these French Norman invaders from Normandy. But uh, invaders were invited in, uh, unlike the English who were, were hot on their heels, <laughs> seeing these French soldiers as a threat. So Strongbow is recognized even today as a great Irish hero, even though he was of French origin. We've got an alcohol, alcoholic beverage, called Strongbow after him. And his body is buried in a cathedral in Dublin city centre. A large part of Dublin city centre is quite new, quite modern. We do have a section of it, which is called Old Dublin, uh, which would be the oldest part of the city. And, And you know when you're there the architecture and everything has got a very distinct vibe and you can actually visit his grave and see exactly where he's buried to this day almost a thousand years on which is kind of brilliant so that's the story of strongbow and Ethan. uh well anyway so moving on we've got to continue on our celebration of 50 episodes is we're going to do a little bit of going back in time and seeing how we felt about certain situations or certain episodes, maybe what was our favorite, what was our worst, all those kind of things. So I've got five of them. The first one we're going to do is our favorite moment. So Brendan, what was your favorite moment from the podcast so far? My favorite moment of the podcast so far was the Christmas episode. I thought it was great fun um, unwrapping the gifts they got for each other and uh, seeing just how spot on uh, we both were with each other's interests. I love how but we both went down the weapons route <laughs> with me getting you a lightsaber and you getting me a Thor hammer. And um, yeah, I just remember the excitement of waiting for days and days on end from when the parcel arrived in the post to actually opening it mm-hmm. on the video. What about you? Um, my favorite um, was probably, oh, there, there are so mm. many moments that have been amazing. Like the fact that we were able to do this has been amazing. The first episode we did was just a joy of mine. Um, even though it wasn't very much other than us telling us how we'd met each other, it was still really cool. Um, I really enjoyed, um, I think my favorite moment was probably though, when Sam came on the podcast and shared his testimony, cause it was one of the most, uh, he has one of the most moving testimonies that, that in modern day that I know of. Um, cause there's a lot of people that, um, you run into and, uh, and maybe, I mean, your testimony is just they've grown up in the church, whereas he has one that you can tell that Jesus Christ changed him from one person to the other. Not that not that those of us who've grown up in church don't have that story, too. It's just his is very evident and very shining. So I recommend going back, watch uh, or listen to the Book of Sam. Very good episode. Um, it's really just him talking and sharing his testimony, but it's it's one of our 
one of my favorites. Um, and so the next one I would say, what is your favorite episode? So Brendan, what, what was your favorite episode that we've done so far? My favorite episode was a series of episodes. Um, the tell all episodes, they ran through 38 mm -hmm. to 41 and we haven't finished people. We will come back to them again. We're just giving you a little break. Um, yeah, just random, silly, stupid, ridiculous questions that no two people, unless they were lost for a party piece, would ever actually consider going through. But uh, we gave it socks, and we laughed a lot. <laughs> what about you? Um, there, again, there are so many ones that have been genuinely enjoyable and and really good i really liked one of the recenter ones that we did was um was the birthday episode that when we went over uh hawaiian pigeon um that was genuinely hilarious and enjoyable um the one where brendan had to guess the bible character from the bible and his freaking out the whole time was hilarious as well because he was like terrified that he was not going to actually guess the person and he ended up doing better than i did yeah um but probably probably my favorite one um is probably the one we had charles on um because if you go back and listen to that one i think it's it's titled something along the lines of like um like my uh my secret life or like true confessions or something like that and it was just all of us just answering questions mm. about truth true confessions about our life of what we have or haven't done. And, uh, you have, you have in that episode, Brendan judging literally me and Charles at every turn. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's hilarious as he just slowly judges us all. And then Charles like mind blown when he hears that I've never flown on a plane before, um, blows that poor, poor man's mind. Um, but genuinely enjoyable. Charles is a great dude. Um, we'll have to have him on again at some point. We'll have to have Sam on at this rate again. Um, but yeah, those both, both really good episodes or all of those are good episodes. Um, there's very few that I, that I didn't enjoy. Um, but we'll get back into that later with some of these questions. Um, next thing, uh, what is one thing that you learned from this whole podcasting experience? That it can be done. Um, I thought, about doing something similar to this for years. Um, never quite imagined having someone to do it with. Uh, and then I used to think, Ugh, would I sit down and listen to my own voice? <laughs> no. So I kept putting it off. Um, and then plus, when you're doing something alone, it's a lot easier to make excuses not to. You can get desensitized or dissuaded very easily. Whereas, you know what, when you've got someone in your corner, um, nothing pushes you on, you make a commitment to see it through, and you just make a decision, and you show up, and just keep doing it, and then before you know it, you're 50 episodes in, and a year is gone, but we've got to videos. Uh, yeah, it can be done. And that would be my encouragement to everyone listening. It may not be a podcast, it could be writing a book. Your screenplay could be changing your job. It could be applying for a promotion. All these things are doable. 
very often the only thing in your way is that voice in your head telling you not to bother that you're not good enough that was no point no one will listen you're better off not putting in the effort or giving it a go give it a go what's the worst that can happen and what's one thing you've learned Um, for me, I think biggest thing, uh, that I've learned is how many people actually listen to this podcast. It's kind of crazy and mind blowing. Um, I don't <laughs> think we do 50 episodes if you guys don't actually listen to us. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think we do it. I don't think we get this far because, uh, like we went, I went on the YouTube version to see what, how, how well they do. And we've got like a hundred people viewing our podcasts, uh, over the summer. Um, like that's wild. Um, a hundred views, like who's literally sitting there and watching it a hundred times. Like it, it's crazy to, for me to just to think about that. Um, and like the broad variety of people we have listening to us, we have people from, from Germany. We have people from, uh, we had people from Japan listen to us, people from Australia, people from South America. We've had people like all over the globe listening to us, except Africa. So if you're in Africa, please listen to us. Or if you know a friend who lives in Africa, please tell them to listen to us so we can get the whole globe and say that we're like globe, global travelers or something like that. Um, but seriously, though, it's it's awesome. And the faithful ones, those who listen every week and listen as soon as the podcast comes out, we love you and appreciate you. Um, because we don't do this if you guys don't enjoy it. Um, if you guys thought that it was stupid and dumb, then, uh, we wouldn't have made 50 episodes. So, um, so yeah, that, that's, that's what I've learned. Um, okay. So two left. Um, what is the funniest moment that we've had so far in your opinion, Brendan? Oh, I know you usually open the videos, but I think I got a little bit excited one day and tried to open one but I gave the wrong number for the video. <laughs> I don't know why, but I, whatever number we were on, I was convinced it was 35. And then we basically just spent the rest of the day on and off camera, just going, 35! <laughs> Whether we're talking about our ages, or the episode it was, or what year it was, every possible answer that could have been a number, we just like, 35! That was gas crack. <laughs> Yeah, that was good. Mistakes in the back. That was good stuff. How <laughs> <laughs> what have you been through the funniest moment so far? Um, that one was really good. I enjoyed that. Um, I enjoyed, um, I enjoyed doing the uh, some of the the verbiage from the Hawaiian pigeon was genuinely some of the funniest things I've ever heard. We've had so many good moments with the tell-all specials of hilarious, just stupid things that come out of there. Um, yeah, so honestly, it's hard. It's so hard to narrow it down. Thirty-five great times. Um, uh, I think the the stuff that happens off camera is sometimes the funniest. The stuff that happens in between, when we had like we had a whole time where we had like. We tried to record five times in a row or something like that, and it just wouldn't happen. And the whole time I'm sitting there like, maybe God doesn't want us to do this episode. <laughs> um, so we ended up changing some things that went on in it. But it, it, it's uh, it's been just a joy to do this with Brendan and to uh, 
and to uh, just be funny and goofy and um, maybe some of, even some of the reactions we got from some of our episodes where they're like, this is stupid and dumb. Those, those were pretty funny um, that they didn't understand uh, what was going on. Um, so yeah, it, there's so many to pick from uh, just to narrow it down. The fr- the one that just comes to my mind is thirty five. That that one will always be an inside joke. Um, but uh, yeah, so funniest moments. Um, all right, so finishing up, what is the worst? What was the worst moment or the worst episode that you think we did? Ooh, this might be harsh, but I'm gonna pick the Thanksgiving episode, not the podcast, but the YouTube version in particular. Um, I just thought it was absolutely ridiculous that we celebrated you white colonizers killing all those Native Americans. <laughs> just joking. No, no, no. It was a post-production issue <laughs> where we both recorded videos. And the YouTube ones had really been taken off at the time. Um, and uh, just, I don't know what happened. My audio or my visuals were just tripe and <laughs> yours were just as bad it would have been insulting to have actually spent the time trying to make it work so in the end i just had to like put up uh <laughs> like a, a static image for the whole episode and it was just just felt such a letdown considering i'd really been working the kinks and uh, with, with lining up the audio the visuals and the previous few episodes had been really spot on. It just felt like taking 10 steps back. But it was just like a small post-production disappointment. But uh, I don't think any episode was bad, per se. I'm interested to hear what your answer will be. (laughs) Um, The ones that I... I, For moments-wise, I'd probably lean towards the ones where I was just... uh, I, I just did dumb things. So... There's a couple episodes that we had like quizzes that we did against each other or against other people. Um, like I think I did one against Katie. I think I did one against you. Um, and I think there was one where I had like, you gave me a quiz on like American history and I did like terrible. I got like four out of 10. Um, so basically I was a disgrace to my country. I think that one is called like San- wisdom salmon and disgrace or something like that because I was being very terrible and of honoring my country. Um, so those were, those were probably the worst bad moments on feelings wise. Um, probably though, uh, the worst overall episode. I mean, the one that I got the worst feedback about was, uh, the Bible autocorrect. Um, because everyone hated it. They thought it was so stupid that we just made up this, this, this stupid, Bible autocorrect Bible Bible passage. Um, I remember it being a little awkward to edit because we kept going. We we tried to go back and forth with it, and there was a lot of like edits you had to make so that everything matched up. Um, but yeah, people complained about it, saying that was not biblically accurate. And it, we we literally said on the title, "It's a fake story," but it it was it was funny um so i guess that's probably the worst one we've ever done i feel like every single one though we actually improved quality wise and um like graphics wise and video content wise was always better 
every single time we've done it. So that's really been a joy to see. And hopefully those of you who watch or listen to us have appreciated that as well, that we're getting better at it. We're not like still terrible. Um, so if you guys, and you know, if you ever have any suggestions or things of ways to get better or ideas to get better, please send them to us at from Dublin to Cleveland at gmail.com. Um, but with that, let's turn it over to Brendan. He's, he will, uh, lead us into our Bible passage for today. So take it away, Brendan. Awesome. Okay, friends, please turn with me to Genesis 39, 5 to 10. Genesis 39, 5 to 10. It says, From the time Potiphar put Joseph in charge of his household and of all that he owned, the Lord blessed the household of the Egyptian because of Joseph. The blessing of the Lord was on everything Potiphar had, both in the house and in the field. So Potiphar left everything he had in Joseph's care. With Joseph in charge, he did not concern himself with anything except the food he ate. Now Joseph was well built and handsome, and after a while his master's wife took notice of Joseph and said, Come to bed with me. But he refused. Whereas Andrew Lloyd Webber put it, Come and lie with me, love. Joseph, an amazing technical dream coach. <laughs> but he refused. I don't believe in free love. With me in charge, he told her. The master does not concern himself with anything in the house. Everything he owns, he has entrusted to my care. No one is greater in this house than I am. My master has withheld nothing from me, except you. Because you are his wife. How then can I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? And though she spoke to Joseph day after day, he refused to go to bed with her, or even be with her. So you might think that's a bit of a strange passage to choose from today, but we can take some very good pieces of wisdom from Joseph here. What a lot of Christians do is they wait until they're in a moment of temptation struggle and then either they succumb or they lock themselves in their prayer closet if your house is big enough to have one and they whinge and they whine and they intercede from themselves or for themselves um, and they pray the temptation goes away. Temptation is the one thing the Bible says to run from. <laughs> you don't stand there talking to it. You don't have a full-on conversation. You don't hold a teddy bear. You have your turn to speak, and it has its. No. You get the heck out of Dodge. But what we can see with Joseph here is he had already made a decision that God's way was his will. And God's will would be his way. That what God's opinion was, was good enough for Joseph. He didn't have to rationalize it. His feelings weren't important. They didn't come into consideration. The word of God had already been made clear to him. So he said, <laughs> ahead of time, I will not put myself in that situation. And should I find myself in that situation, I will not give in. See, what Joseph did 
was in a moment of clarity, he made a decision. So that in a moment of indecision, the moment, the decision he made in a moment of clarity would inform that indecision. I know that when I was a child, or when I first heard about all this PG-18 stuff, I knew what God's opinion was from a very early age. So when I went to university, I was in second year, the last night, and I was at a party, and things were getting a little bit, <laughs> let's just say, tactile, or heading in a certain direction with a woman, I got the heck out of Dodge. I literally picked myself up, despite her Mrs. Potiphar-esque protestations, and got the heck out of that house. I was so confused, I ran the wrong way home. I think I was supposed to turn right and I turned left or whatever it was. I didn't find my way back until like 3.30 in the morning. Possibly 5. <laughs> Maybe I left at 3.30. <laughs> but why? Because I'd already made a decision. And the moment of clarity that I had as a child infirmed the indecision when I was an adult. Or just there at the weekend, I went to a party with a stag. A friend of mine was getting married. I had a dream that morning. And in that dream, God said, be careful what music you listen to. Well, let me tell you, when we went to a nightclub, and the DJ who played a song, saying life is meaningless, put your hands in the air, you just don't care. I was like, yeah. Yeah, I'm really gonna dance to that. <laughs> Because I'd already made a decision that life is important. Because Jesus is life. And he's very invested in it. So I was not going to agree under the song that said, said something contrary to where God. So for yourselves, guys, whether it's physical, psychological, aerial, it's all a stimulant. And it all impacts the soul. So make a decision in your own clarity. So when you're in your moment of unclarity or confusion, the decision in your moment of clarity informs your indecision. Be like Job. Make a covenant with your eyes. And make one with your ears and your heart as well. Here endeth the lesson. <laughs> All right, bro. Is there anything you'd like to jump in with and share there? Yeah. Um... I think it's interesting that he doesn't, when he's he's responding to all the things that she said that he should do, and he says, no, like, I can't do this. Look at all this stuff. My master's done this. Like, he's kept nothing back from me except for his wife, and um, how can I do this great wickedness? You would think the next sentence would be, how can I do this, this great wickedness against my master? Um because he's just talked about his master for mm. most of that phrase. But then he says, and sin against God. Um, when we fall to temptation, we like to think we're sinning against somebody else or we're sinning against something. We're sinning against God. Anytime we sin, we sin against God. Um, do we sin against other people sometimes? Yes. Yes, we do. And do we need to ask for forgiveness from them? Yes, we do. But in reality, the person you need to seek forgiveness first when we sin and when we do wrong is God. Because you're always, or any sin we commit is against God. Um, 
because it's it's taking everything that he told us or showed us of how to live or how to obey and not doing it and disrespecting it and being not following his his plan um and you know a lot of us maybe we maybe we get through the first temptation maybe we're like joseph and we like well how can i do this this is wrong this is bad um and uh yeah we get through the first step but then we fall later because we're not you know we're not avoiding it like the plague we we let it stick around we let it stay and then oh we fall for the temptation later on because we uh we let it stay we didn't run away from it um but he as it says so it was she spoke to joseph day by day this was a this wasn't a long haul thing this was not a one-time situation oh got out of it this was a day by day every day he had to deal with this but he didn't listen to her he wasn't going to do it and he avoids her like the plague um every situation you can be to not be in a, a situation alone with her he does um and so we have to take that in our own lives of when we have temptation, when sin is at our doorstep, when it's knocking and knocking and knocking every day, it's not going to go away. It's not just going to disappear. Um, we have to continually be rejecting it and avoiding it at every turn um, and making sure we don't go down. We don't go to that, that place or we don't look at that thing that triggers it for us, um, whatever it is. We have to stay away from it and avoid it like um, like it's the worst thing ever. <laughs> and we don't want it to, to get on us because, you know, it talks about later that it's like fire that we bring to our clothes and catches us on fire. Like we wouldn't do that. We, we wouldn't just go and pick up a piece of fire and just, oh, I'm going to hug it and love it and put it close to me. But we do that with temptation. We do that with sin. We get we let it get right and close to us and we hold on to it and love it and, and cherish it. And it's, it's the worst thing for us. It tears down our, tears down our mental states. It tears down our spiritual states. It tears down, um, sometimes our physical states. It can, and make us either physically tired or just all of our energy is gone. Um, because we're, we're wasting it on, on whatever, what isn't right for us or good for us. Um, so that leads us into our, into our prayer time of, Praying that uh, that God would that God would not allow these temptations to come our way, but when we do have these temptations, because we know there's not temptations that haven't overtaken a man or any man um, that isn't common, um, that God makes a way of escape for us. Um, so, Lord, I pray that you would do that. You'd give us ways of escape. You'd help us to see the ways that we can get out of our temptation, to resist, to as Brendan was saying. Make a moment, make our decision now while our minds are clear that we're not going to go down this path, that we're not going to choose this path. We're not going to follow this path. We're not going to sin against you. We're going to serve you and love you with everything that we have um, and not not go awry from that. Lord, that we would let those moments inform when temptation comes our way that we're not expecting, when things come from the broad side that, we're, that we don't know of. And Lord, help us to follow through with that. Help it not to be that we reject it once and then fall for it the next day. That we would uh, build a wall of protection, that you would build a wall of protection around us. You'd help us to resist and remember that any sin that we sin is against you um, first and foremost. It's against your law and your will. And help us to not sin against you. Help us to serve you and love you and bring you on in glory and everything we say and do um, from here uh, from here to glory, 
um, that, you would, that you would help us to, to look like you, to act like you in everything that we do. Um, and give us a, a good rest of the day, help, help it to be one that is blessed um, and that uh, you would give us grace and mercy to get through it um, with all your honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, so with that, uh, Brendan, anything else you'd like to add before we uh, close and uh, move on with our, our days and week? Guys, just what you just heard over these last 10 or so minutes, it's good seed. And just let it take root in the soil of your soul. If you don't feel like it resonates with you right now, that's okay. But don't let the good seed go to waste. Just like, you know, when the angels and wise men and shepherds all came to Mary at different intervals, we're told she pondered it all in her heart. Just let the seed go down deep, let it take root, and it will have life-giving results. We believe in due course that the word that God has sent out today will not be null and void or return to him in such a manner, but that it will accomplish what it set out to do. And just go forth with a smile on your face, joy in your heart, praise in your lips, celebrate and eat ice cream. Great days are ahead. Bye, friends. Yes, friends, have a lovely week. Uh, may mercy and truth be um, be with you and on you at all times. And uh, you go this week uh, in faith, following Christ, resisting sin, and living for him at every moment. Uh, we'll see you all next week, and um, I think that's all I have. Bye, friends. <laughs> Later. Here's the next 50. <laughs>